I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Episode. I am looking forward to introducing you to my guest today because she is someone who has spent a big chunk of her career as the woman behind some really, really big brand names. And then in starting her own business, she has had to step out from behind those big brands and into being her own personal brand. And this is something that she supports her clients with, and she's sharing some really valuable insights with us today in our conversation. So Natalie Colson is my guest. She is a content marketer with a passion for personal branding. She runs Amped Up Marketing Communications here in Sydney, and she helps small business owners promote themselves more confidently. And as Nat talks about today, getting used to becoming the brand is not easy, especially when you can just kind of hide safely behind a really big name. But because she has actually traveled this path herself, she knows what it really feels like, what works, what doesn't. And this is what she shares with her clients and Lucky Us shares with us today in my chat with her. So she talks about how important it is to share our lived experiences to determine what really sets us apart from everyone else. Something that we both kind of agreed on is that you don't want to be boring, right? You can't afford to be boring. You need to find that element of you that sets you apart from everybody else. We don't want to be beige. I think that was the language that we used in our chat. You are going to get some good tactics from that about where to start if this whole concept of creating a personal brand is freaking you out. Nat's got some really great tips to just get started. The other part of our conversation today, which I am really, really grateful that Nat was open to talking about, was her journey out of burnout. So like so many of us, Nat was a fantastically wonderful people pleaser you know, running her life to please everybody else. She was burning the candle at both ends and she burnt herself out. She talks about how she now manages her mental health alongside her role as a business owner, a parent, and a partner, and all the other roles that she plays in her life. So you are going to get loads out of my chat with Nat. But before we get stuck in, I just wanted to mention to you that my final quarterly planning workshop for 2022 is happening on Friday, the 23rd of September. And I would love to welcome you along. This is your chance to get yourself set up for the final three months of the year. I can't actually believe that I'm saying that, but it is true. We have one quarter left of the year and it's your chance to finish the year 
on a high. There's absolutely still time to make an impact and the work that we do in this planning workshop is going to ensure that that happens for you. So it doesn't matter if you are a planning professional or you have done no planning at all this year. I promise you there will be absolutely no judgment from me. What you will get from me is that momentum. You will get things happening. You are not going to leave the workshop without taking action on your plans so that you can finish the year exactly where you wanted to be at the beginning of this year. Um, And I will do everything in my power to help you get there. There is a link in the episode description, or you can just go to michellebroadbent.com.au and in the work with me tab, you will see the workshop in there. I hope that you can join me. I really look forward to welcoming you. But for now, let's get stuck into my chat with Natalie Coulson. Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today on Your Business Boost. I'm really looking forward to this chat. Thank you for having me, Michelle. So you, as I said in my intro, are in the business of helping small business owners promote themselves more effectively. We hear this time and time again that, you know, we need to feel confident and show up and own our personal brand. And I don't think I know for so many people that this is a challenge. It is a challenge, but I also know that it's something that's really important for us to succeed in business. We can't hide behind the curtains, even though we want to. Sometimes we we, we have to sort of build that confidence to show up, differentiate Absolutely. ourselves. So I guess, yeah, that's that, that was a big reason why I wanted to talk to you today. Would you like to just kind of kick us off with how you make this process a little less painful for your clients? Sure. Because I mean, I've been through it myself. So that is the easiest way to be a teacher, I think, is yes. if you completely yeah. understand the fear, the how uncomfortable it can feel, and also the change that happens once you do embrace your personal brand. Yes. So I enter every conversation, every training program, I've started a, a coaching program yeah. with that understanding. So mm-hmm. I know words like mindset are really overused, but I can't think of a better word because it does come down to getting your head right. And it's just, and I know some of the questions I ask can be really big as well. Mm-hmm. Things like, what, are, what is your purpose? I mean, I freaking had no idea what my purpose was at first when someone <laughs> asked me that. The P word. Oh, yes. no idea. Yeah. And then you go into yeah. this like panic. Well, I don't know. I've got to figure out my purpose. And yeah. so it's giving people that framework because I've spent many years working in the magazine industry, and I think this is what really tripped me up when I became an entrepreneur or a business owner, was that I stepped away from working for these large, glamorous magazine brands. Mind you, everything, um, as you would know, Michelle, is not glamorous behind the scenes. not, no. <laughs> at all. But the the brand, the, the feel, even though it didn't look glamorous in the office, there was an energy. There was a perception. Well, definitely everyone was there because we had this shared excitement about the brand. Yeah. And I I didn't really understand what that was when I left. I just went, I stepped out of that into like this void of 
who the hell am I? Mm. And so I'd go along to, and I've always been a big networker. I mean, we met, at a, I think we've met online, but yep. met face-to-face at a networking event. But I would go along to these events and just felt so small because I would think, I don't know how to say, oh, hi, like I'm Natalie and I've got, like I didn't have a recognisable brand anymore. Yeah, because you were, uh, you were used to working for a recognisable brand. Yeah, where people would automatically yes. go, oh, yeah, great, you're from that company yeah. or yeah. from that brand. Um, and I worked for a variety of magazine brands in uh, both here and in Canada. And so sometimes it wasn't the sexiest magazine brand, but it was still recognisable. And it would slot you into a, okay, we know who you are, what you're here to talk about, who you're here to connect with. But, I, of course, I hadn't really, I understood it as an employee, mm. but I, it took me a while to understand it, you know, as a business owner. Yeah. And so I can't even remember the initial question now, but. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how you make this yes. painless, like well, not painless, but less painful. So I, but I love, but you know, we would, but then you went on to say about how you know what it feels like. You know that pain of feeling unrecognizable. That's right. And everyone I work mm. with, I can see is going through that. Yeah. And even once you get to the point where you, even if you, have gained some recognition in your with your audience so if you mm. perhaps your name has become more noticeable or or perhaps the kind of work you do but there comes a point where you might want to change that or you want to elevate and so that's where I step in and I because I didn't understand the framework until I learned it and then once I realized that the energy the the structure, there's a structure, there's a brand structure, like every brand, whether it's something really large like Coke or Apple, mm. I mean, they have a structure that they follow. And so once you realise that that same structure can apply to a personal brand or a person, um, it, it allows you to uh, develop a confidence and so that's what I take people through so that it's not them sitting there with just this nothingness. Yeah. Or I ended up also becoming very audience focused because you're always told, um, think about your clients, think about their problems. And of course we have to do that, but we also can't be absolute people pleasers that do not think about ourselves because that does not come across well either. People don't know who you are after a while. If you just become, it's different as an employee, although I would argue you still need to have your, uh, to speak up in meetings or to get a promotion, you still need to develop some thought leadership and become known within that organisation. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, but as a business owner, it is, it's being known for something. Yes. And yeah, because if you're generic and talking to everyone and telling people what you think they want to hear it's just all becomes white noise and the whole idea of having you know a a service offering um is you know it is delivered by you you know you look at what you do you look at what I do and and you know the listeners that there will be other people that do what they do there's people that do what we do like in terms of the absolutely you know what do you do 
uh, you know, I, I work with with, um, with small business owners to help promote themselves more effectively. That's what you do. Yeah. Well, you know, thousands let's people. just Google that and there would be dozens, you know, thousands, millions probably. Um, but what it, what is it that sets you apart? How are you speaking directly to um to your customers and potential customers as well what's what so how do you how do you get pointy with people because I'm sure like you mentioned the people pleasing right like it's like I don't want you know what you know it's like if, if you don't stand for something you fell for everything or something isn't that, that sounds very yeah, yeah 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 but it is it's that just well if you just beige we don't want to be beige you're not beige I'm not beige and I, and and the listeners aren't beige. So where do we start? Where do we start? So, and I think it also depends what kind of person you are. So I like to take quite an academic approach uh-huh. because for me, having a framework, I've literally got it above me on the desk here. Yeah. Um, I've got both, I guess, actually, I have the, the academic side, which is looking at the entire brand strategy brand expression, that whole brand framework. Mm-hmm. I've also got my vision board. Yeah, okay. So, and I've got a big kick-ass whiteboard over here. So yeah. for me, it is those three things that I'm just surrounded by all the time. So I know that is different things for different people. Um, and I also understand if I just look at the roadmap or the brand strategy framework, that gets confusing. So if you go, oh, look, you just need to tick these boxes. Think of your purpose, your vision, your mission, your values. Most people will just not know what those are. Yeah. Um, they find it very difficult. It's, it's overwhelming. Mm. And so that's why I take that back then. And I've gone through this process myself. Go back and think of um, your life story. So think about the pivotal times we're looking at the uh crises that have happened the massive changes the times when you took a leap and something amazing happened we look at those things to work out what sort of what was it about you and what was it about those times that brought out it's that whole analogy that um you know with the tea bag so you don't yeah. know how strong you are until you're put in hot water. And so I identified, just looking at my own journey, I identified uh, that for me, like going through a huge breakdown mm. showed me how much um, resilience I had coming out of that, yep. um, how connection is so important because that was a time when I became very isolated. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people uh, that would you know, resonate with them with uh, lockdowns yeah um respect so I've identified values mm-hmm. looking at that story yep. but that also allows you to work out who you're talking to and what the messaging is mm. so when I take people through this process we'll look at the framework but then we'll jump around a little bit until things start to slot in which is why you've got the whiteboard next yes. to the structure, but yes. also the vision board is the aspirational stuff, right? It is. Yeah, so it's a beautiful blend. It's not just black and white academic, you know, follow the bouncy ball and you will get there because we're human beings, not robots. That's right. 
Mm. And um, I love that you take that time to mine those stories out. And, yeah, because people, uh, uh, you know, I remember when I um, started, you know, when I was starting my business and I was working with a coach and you you forget what is valued by other people. You forget what of your experiences can kind of set you apart from other people. And it's just like, oh, but but doesn't everyone do that? Or doesn't everyone go through that? It's like, no, they actually don't. And that for me was a huge thing. I got about, I think over the last two or three years, I've had about four different coaches or mentors who all taught me different things and Mm. all brought in expertise to and a piece together to, I just wouldn't have been able to get out of my own head to identify those things. So I do think that is really really important and I like to play that role too in helping people extract Mm, mm. that information uh yeah before you can because yes uh there are things you can do to just start building a personal brand but just having that framework just makes it so much easier yeah Absolutely. Well, they're all your sort of jumping off points and then, yeah, mining that gold from from the stories and that kind of thing. So speaking of stories, because I would love to sort of, because you and I have talked about this separately, the importance of content. Yes. And where that kind of sits within, you know, the personal brand, because I think, you know, there is so much emphasis put on content creation and feeding the machine feeding the marketing machine in order to, you know, put ourselves out there, set ourselves apart, that kind of thing. Can we talk a little bit about this? Because I know that you have thoughts and feelings about this. I absolutely have thoughts and feelings on this. So, yes, it's important to begin creating content, but not just for content's sake. Yeah. And it does come back to audience, obviously. So we're all told, Oh, just post on LinkedIn. At least I hear that all the time. Yeah. But I actually had a client that said, do I have to constantly post on LinkedIn? And I think it was a huge relief to her when I said, no, (laughs) absolutely not. Why did you say no? Well, I could see with her in particular, there was a lot of fear. And so she was just thinking, how am I going to develop this confidence? Or is this woman going to force me to do something that's yeah. Not just outside my comfort zone, but massively outside my comfort zone, or actually might not even be strategic. She needed that clarity and that the reason, which is absolutely fair enough. And I think for if you have a B2B audience or yeah. other professionals, yeah, LinkedIn is great. Like I post on LinkedIn and I have experimented quite a bit. And yes, if you post uh, with a great picture five days a week, um, yeah, the algorithm will love you and mm. you will get more engagement, but it's about thinking about what that actually means for your business. Yeah. Is that where your customers are? So for some people, um, Instagram is way better or even TikTok. Yep. <clears throat> but it's super easy to get into this frenzy or this yeah. like obsession with creating content all the time or even scheduling content all the time. Mm-hmm. But I've actually gone the other way at the moment and I'm just posting about twice a week. Um, on LinkedIn because that's all that I um, want to do just because I'm in a different phase and I think that's really important so if you're in that that phase where you're planning or there's a transition you don't need to be showing up on LinkedIn or Instagram every day Mm. because the messaging isn't going to be clear you're not going to come across in the best way possible 
So what do we do instead then? <laughs> you know I was going to ask you. I've watched your face then. Just going to ask me. So what do we do? Yeah, like, you know, because I guess people fear it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Like you said, going through it, you know, planning phase, transition phase, whatever it is, and you're not in a position to be showing up, it feels inauthentic, whatever the reasons may be, you you know, perhaps you're trying to figure out what the hell you stand for. So therefore, what the hell am I, am I going to push out here? You know, people t- are terrified of not showing up. Well, what if I don't show up and then the algorithm will, you know, and I'll lose followers and people, blah, blah, blah. But I think the thing is, it's like, well, it, does that matter in the scheme of things? But what, like, what do you suggest here? Well, if we're talking about someone who has a reasonably established business or brand, mm. then I then scaling it back just for a period of time when you're in between um, still allows you to keep that momentum going. So your mm. audience is still seeing you sometimes. Yeah. But, and you can even be honest and say, like, I'm juggling a lot or I'm partway through things. I'm building a lot in the back end. Yeah. So yes. it's, there's a lot of value in uh, showing your work. Mm-hmm. So, and that actually gives other people comfort to know, you know, and, and also like going back to my magazine career and I worked on a lot of advertising campaigns. Mm. That's why there are campaigns. That's yes. why there's that word campaign. Yes. There's a lot of planning and then they go bang. Mm. Um, so that's okay too. And yes, consistency is important. And I think that's why I'm saying like, post a couple of times a week um, if that's what if that's if, what's right for you yeah that's exactly. that's from someone going from you know every day of the week or maybe multiple times a day but you know if, if you're currently only posting once a week or whatever and that is your consistency keep going yeah, yeah keep doing yeah. that until there's a reason to increase it but if it's somebody who has not been visible at all or they've just started a business yeah then I would go back to basics and go and book a photo shoot that would be it can just be a headshot yeah um, because to actually uh, create content or to appear on podcasts or speaking gigs you need a headshot needs to be a high-res headshot so I would suggest and if you're feeling like you want to bust out um, obviously a great personal branding photo shoot is going to be um, a great idea depends where you are but yeah at minimum um, just an up-to-date headshot yeah that can help hugely with confidence Mm -hmm. Um, but then I would just begin creating some kind of content things like um, branding templates Yep. can really help. I mean, I'm not a great graphic designer, but having just templates that can go in and edit just oh. makes it. And Canva. Canva, Canva just oh, my like, gosh. Yeah, that's revolutionised our ability to do that. And because that's what it's like, you know, it, it's like your armour, isn't it? Like having a great headshot, having your, your personal brand, like, you know, in terms of like the look and feel, knowing that you've got some shots where you're really, really super happy with the way that you look. That's because, why I suggest a, a personal branding photo shoot because... Yeah. It feels like overkill at the time. But then you end up with exactly all these images. So Mm. it can be 6 o'clock in the morning, you're in your pyjamas, your Ugg boots, but you can put this amazing image out into the world with a great message. Yeah. So that for me has been a game changer. It does elevate 
your positioning. I, you know, I mean, yes, people love the raw, real, authentic. Absolutely. There needs to be a bit of a blend of that, I think. But having those professional, you know, where you really feel like you are putting your your best self forward and it doesn't have to cost a fortune right like no, I think that's something not. that we need to emphasize here depending on the stage that you are at in your business um you know and I say this particularly with you know people in the very very early stages don't go spending thousands and thousands of dollars on imagery and the thing is you get you get sick at the sight of yourself as well so they do need you know to be refreshed and that kind of thing so so yeah, you, you learn you learn as you go yeah so just absolutely. hiring a friend who's a photographer or just something yeah. just yeah it's about practice yeah that's right so this all I guess contributes to that confidence doesn't it like having all of this sort of stuff so would you say like in terms of the personal brand that that's such a big part of it is like it's that like smashing through those mindset blocks more so than having incredible content like what where do you see the the importance being the mindset stuff is number one Mm -hmm. because you only have that consistency with your content to reach your bigger goals yep. by having the mindset stuff really clear. Mm-hmm. You might have great content, but it might not be talking to the right people or it might not be in line with your values mm-hmm. um, or the bigger purpose or the vision. Yep. You might be um, copying someone else without really yes. being aware of it because mm-hmm. you're just reading their content and yeah. loving it and basically yes. regurgitating. Mm. But having your unique voice does require some, some strategy and things like, I know I just go on a walk and those things come to me or like, I think it takes time. Yeah. So I would definitely say the mindset stuff is number one, but then it's just getting started. Yeah taking action. I love an action tip. So if you were to give us, say, three things that we could do today to really amplify our personal brand, what would you, what would your three things be? I think I've just given those before. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) What, go on a walk? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was things like the book of photo shoot. But, you know, just make sure um, the three things that you can do today would be just Take a look at your images. Um, yep. And if you don't have any high-res images, arrange to get some. Number two would be decide where your audience is and what aligns best with you and just start creating some content. Number three, honestly, it's simple things like going to a networking event. So getting used to actually and practicing your elevator pitch. Yourself, yeah. Yeah. Talking about the things that are most important to you. And obviously a networking event is not really about you. Mm-hmm. It's about the people that you're connecting with and who they know. Mm-hmm. But you still need to say, look, this is what I do and how I do it. That all takes practice as well. I know, like, you know, just, you know, like they say, putting yourself out there, but putting yourself out there in that sort of more contained space as well, where you can actually have those two-way conversations. Um, Because often, you know, when you're posting to LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, if you're not getting the engagement, well, then, you know, you need to adjust what you're putting out, I think. But also a lot of it is one way or minimum 
you know, response in, in some instances. So being in those in-person situations or if it's a virtual networking event, that's a really good opportunity to see how things land but also to mine the the people that you're talking to, you know. What's Ask a ton of questions, exactly. Oh, my God, yes. And that's what, um, you know, you and I met um, in person at a, at a really fantastic, really well-run networking event. But I have been in situations at networking events where, you know, I've listened to someone talk, to, talk at me for 20 minutes nonstop about themselves, not asked a single question, and I'm just like, I could be anyone like, you know, you're just telling me your entire life story. Yeah. It's just to remember that it is a two, it's two, it's a two way conversation. And even on, on LinkedIn or on social, yes, a small amount of posts or content can be selling, but yeah. particularly something like LinkedIn, it would be 98%. You're not selling anything and just engaging and listening to what other people are doing. And also just on LinkedIn. And I hate talking about LinkedIn so much because I think, Yes, it's a great platform, but you could write a book, you could set up a a website and write a blog, you you could become a contributor to a magazine. Like there's so many ways to get your message out there and demonstrate your thought leadership. Yes. Rather than becoming so hung up on a particular platform or getting the hashtags right, Mm because honestly, that just gets really boring. Obviously, if it really works for you, keep doing it if you love doing it. But then you get to the point where, and we've spoken a lot about this, where you start outsourcing those things. Mm, mm. But thought leadership is something that I would never outsource, but you can certainly give it to someone with a bunch of bullet points. Yeah. Get them to write it. And so that's what like clients will say to me, well, I actually don't like writing. Get on video. But I know you had an awesome interview um, about video and <laughs> Definitely yeah, get that's on right. video or appear on a podcast. Don't have to write, yeah. <laughs> but I think what we want to really be quite clear about here is that you need to know yourself first. Like if you're, you know, if you're outsourcing, if you're, like it has to come from Correct. somewhere. They're it's just not like They're exactly, not Exactly, that's you. right. And I, and I do hear this, like I see this a lot. It's like the, you know, it's the slapping of Band-Aids on things and I see these people, oh, I'm going to get a copywriter to write this um, or I'm going to, and it's like, well, what, what are they going to say? Because you're going to have to, like the, you're the conductor of the orchestra. Yes. Like they're, you know, yes, they will probably be able to, you know, make you sound better than you can make yourself sound, but the essence of it has to come. But is that authentic? Yeah, because otherwise they're just going to, put you in a whole, you know, put you in a category that they they see you. It's not actually who you truly are. And that's what we're trying to convey in all of this. And that's where I think things like the vision board are so important. Yes, yeah. Because, I mean, I've gone along, I've created them myself. I've mm. gone through the process of creating them myself either with a friend where we've had music on and we really discussed it, created it, I think, one of the last three or four years. Then uh, I've actually gone along to a vision board workshop. Okay. And so, you know, it was, it was uh, a fun experience, but it just... It's got energy. Yeah. And that's why a great photo shoot is amazing because they will be able to pick up on that energy. And that is what starts to 
create your identity, yep. your visual identity. And again, I've got Ugg boots on right now. So that does not mean <laughs> you can't wear Ugg boots. No. Or, <laughs> but, you know, and also having said that, one part of my brand is about freedom. You're going to have something that's quite dominant. That's your identity that will come across. But then there are the influence of sort of um, archetypes. But it's about, it's, it is about creating that energy. And I wouldn't have been able to do it myself. No. Because you don't see yourself. Yes, you think um, you know that you have uh, great skills and very capable, but unfortunately do you see yourself, you know, in pyjamas and in (laughs) times that are less sexy. Yes, (laughs) yeah. And Nat, I'd like to actually, because, you know, something that you talk about a lot very openly is that your challenges with, with mental health. And look, we all know that running a business is not easy and you share about your, your struggles very openly. So I would love to just ask, today um you know in in the spirit of like an open conversation how you manage that with the running of a business and being a parent and partner and all the other roles that you do in your life how do you manage it all I don't really manage it all um I do my best (laughs) and that's probably the key Uh, I mean I'm in the process of outsourcing and bringing on a full-time VA so I'm really aware of not trying to do everything Mm -hmm. because having gone through the experience where I had severe depression, Mm -hmm. um, like clinical depression for, I would have had it before, but but for a year where I just couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. uh, Very out of character. That was the universe saying to me, you've got to massively change your life. So now when I feel that burnout coming on, uh, I really pay attention to it. And entrepreneurship works really well for me. So in a sense, you do work. You can work a lot more, but it's about finding that flow that works for me. And I know when we spoke, we had very different hours that we keep. But for me, I've identified it's flexible mornings with family and then my creative juices really kick in at night. So it is paying attention to that flow that works really well for me being kind to myself and realizing I think it's really easy to compare ourselves to other people yeah. and think well I'm not at their stage but particularly at the moment I've got a lot of family stuff going on and I just have to take a, a step back and I know if you know people get sick you've got to take that step back and think well I'm still on the same journey yeah um, Rome wasn't built in a day it doesn't all have to happen right now and often that clarity that I get from stepping away is very beneficial. So I try to remind myself of that. I don't deal with depression now, but I always want to talk about it because I think when we talk about these things, they're out in the open and and perhaps I wouldn't have gone through the absolute dip that I did Mm. had people been more more open back then. More open about it. Yeah, yeah. And I do, and it is great how openly you do talk about it and the fact that yeah it's okay to step away dial things down like you know it's this push 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 
kind of culture that we have where it's like, doesn't matter, you know, your freaking arm could be falling off, but you just got to keep going, keep going, keep succeeding, keep smashing through. And no one wins when you're like that. And I, I love how, how you honor that within yourself. That's something that I've seen right from, you know, when we, we first met online, but I've seen you do that. And I think that it's, you know, we need more of that visibility um, definitely because it's it's reality it is it's real and yeah it's just more examples for for people to see that it's okay to just freaking turn turn it turn, down. Turn, turn it down yeah absolutely yeah so well thanks Nat for, for sharing that so no um so could I ask you what do you think is the most impactful thing that you've done to boost your business well, it's going to sound very obvious in the context of this conversation, <laughs> but understanding how valuable personal branding is. Yeah. I knew about business branding. So I knew about creating a logo and I knew about fonts and colors and yep. that sort of thing, yep. but the massive mindset part. So that has been a huge game changer for me. And yes, I do show up at a ton of events wearing red. And but you know, it's, you've it's, even got your red lippy. I love it. You know, she's talking about wearing a rugs, but she's like, you know, waist up. She's looking fabulous, and she's got her red lippy on today. So yeah, and you always do. I think even when we like make the coffee, you've just you know, always got. Some yeah, kind of on. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So look, it's been a game changer because I do have the tendency to be a people pleaser and, you know, child of school teachers, you know, goody two shoes in the office. Yeah. But when you go into that small business or entrepreneurial space, you cannot please everybody. Like honestly, not everyone's going to like you. No. I'd be back in breakdown mode. Like it's just not possible. So that has really taught me go back to the fundamentals. So that's why I talk about personal branding forever. And and again, not just the photo shoots, not just the red. It's all the, you know, when you are sitting there and you're not looking your best or you're doing something with the kids and your mind is kind of ticking over what you're going to do next, it always comes back to what's important to me because I think, yeah, it goes against, I think, a lot of what we're taught around customer service that, yes, the client is always right well well they kind of are like that's a little bit of a different point (laughs) all my years in hospitality and like yeah clients right Uh, and being careful about how you um yeah tread lightly with that conversation but you are important so it doesn't mean again talking to someone for half an hour and not letting them get a word in but no it's not all about the other person your vision your mission your goals and like identifying those things will actually help you to support your clients better. So and massive stand game out. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And stand out and be found. And, and telling those stories. Yeah. So, yes, as an employee, again, you do have to be a little bit more careful and toe the company line. Like it is part of the deal. Mm. However, as a business owner or an, uh, an entrepreneur, you can be a bit more polarizing and yeah. a bit bolder. And I think that's what I think is so cool about it. And so when someone challenged me, a coach challenged me, share that big story. Like I thought, oh, my gosh, what does my mental breakdown have to do with content marketing? Mm. Well, it turns out everything and so many opportunities have resulted just because I have shared something that I felt was shameful. But I don't feel that it's shameful anymore. So, and again, that doesn't mean airing all of your dirty laundry, as some of my clients say, like it's got to be in line with a message. Yeah. And your purpose. 
and your purpose. Yeah, that would be the the number I one. Love that, Nat. That's brilliant. So, and look, the final question, which I ask everyone when they come on the podcast, is I like them to leave our listeners with a recommendation that's going to boost their business or their life. Something you've read, watched, listened to, eaten, been to. What's your recommendation, Nat? So the best thing about COVID for me, like yep. laying on the couch and actually having to just kick back and not do so much, yep. was um, watching Undercover Billionaire. Oh. <laughs> so it's on YouTube. Right. Um, and it is fantastic because uh, I watched the Grant Cardone episode um, or series this year, but there's also um, Glenn Stearns created the first one. And it is very American. Yeah. But what it is, these billionaires go into a small town where nobody knows them. They're given $100, um, a car, and a phone. And they have to build a million-dollar business in three months. What? And it just shows the basics of business. It shows you about building relationships, about um, they've they've got different approaches. Yeah. But it just makes you realise... It's not that difficult, but then how they deal with the setbacks as well, because it's even though these are very successful people, when they're only given a small amount of money, they've got to rely on um, themselves. On themselves. Yeah. So that, I love that. Okay, fab. So, and it's on YouTube, right? On YouTube. Okay, cool. I will put the link in the show notes to that one. Um, Now, this has been amazing. How can our listeners connect with you? So the best places to connect with me would be on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So it's literally just my name, Natalie Coulson. And on um, Instagram, so ampedupcoms. Great. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I've really enjoyed it. And I will, yeah, put all of this info into how to get more Nat in your lives for our listeners. But thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.